This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. This is episode seven, and we are lucky enough to have with us Lauren Lawton. She is the marketing manager at St. Luke's um, Cataract and Laser Institute in Tarpon Springs. How are you doing today, Lauren? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you so much for being on with us. I want to just take a second to let everybody know what the Good Neighbor Podcast is, um, how we do what we do, and and what we have going on. So essentially, the Good Neighbor Podcast started in 2020 during COVID. So when everything shut down and there was all the social distancing that was going on, this was a way for us to basically connect local businesses, local philanthropy to the community, let residents and families know what was going on in the area. It started down in Southwest Florida. It's now expanded all across the United States. And here in Tampa, in Pasco County, I am fortunate enough to be the host and executive producer of the Good Neighbor Podcast, Pasco. So what we like to do is bring on some of the businesses we work with, some of the businesses in the area that we're familiar with. And that's how we ended up with Lauren here today. So Lauren, Tell us a little bit about St. Luke's and the business. Yeah, of course. So St. Luke's was um, founded in 1968. um, And since then, the Gills family has continued the legacy of unsurpassed commitment um, to serving patients as if they were a member of their own family. Um, As a premium multi-specialty practice committed to serving patients' needs, St. Luke's has devoted 55 years of service to shaping our legacy Um, of life-changing vision. So now we have five greater Tampa Bay locations. We have a Tampa, a Spring Hill, a St. Petersburg, Clearwater, and Tarpon Springs office. We are opening our sixth location in Wesley Chapel in the next couple months. So that's very exciting for us. Um, And then we also have two locations in in the villages, the Brownwood and Lake Sumter Landing offices. Um, We see patients from anything from comprehensive medical eye exams, to glaucoma care, retina surgery, LASIK surgery. We also offer hearing exams and we have a plastic surgeon um, and most of our well-known services is cataract surgery. Yeah, the uh, construction in Wesley Chapel, I was I was out of town for like three days and I drive past there probably, probably at least a half a dozen times a week. Probably, it feels like half a dozen times a day sometimes, but <laughs> Um, I was out of town for a couple of days and I came back and they really made a bunch of progress. That's coming along nicely. When is the projected uh, open date for that location? Yeah, we're looking at hopefully end of June, early July. But, you know, with the construction um, kind of limitations that have been happening, we've had a couple setbacks, but we're hopeful. Yeah, it, it definitely has come along in the past two months from where it looked like when we were talking a few months ago and you're like, yeah, we're shooting for June. And I was like, I don't I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But then all of a sudden it was like it, it just they ramped up and got stuff done. But everybody's running into that same issue with construction costs and delays and uh, you know, not costs, but delays in getting materials and things like that. So that's great. Definitely. It looks beautiful. It's a great location. That's a very high traffic area. Yeah, we're excited to open. This will be our third surgery center, our second in the greater Tampa Bay area. So we're just excited to expand our cataract surgeries. And we also hired a new cataract surgeon from out of state, Dr. Robert M. Lee. So we're excited to have him on board. That's fantastic. The only thing I worry about is that particular corner, there's a ton of traffic already. 
if a whole bunch of people that need cataract surgery are going around <laughs> that corner, hopefully they have people driving them to their appointment. <laughs> Otherwise, that corner is going to get way worse. But yeah, we that, so. it looks fantastic. It's a welcome addition over there in that area of Wesley Chapel. Wonderful. So um, tell the people listening a little bit about your journey. I mean, you've you've been for, with St. Luke's for how long and how did you get to where you know where you're at right now? Yeah, so I started with St. Luke's in 2018 as a front desk representative in our Tampa office, graduating um, from Florida Gulf Coast with my bachelor's in health science. So I was moving back home, just looking for something in the medical field. Didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do um, and kind of fell into ophthalmology with no prior ophthalmology experience. Um, I quickly learned to love St. Luke's and the people that work here. Um, so they are really keen on promoting from within and helping you grow as a person as you find yourself in your corporate life. So I went through surgical, being a surgical coordinator for a couple of years for our cataract surgeons, Dr. Wifley and Dr. Rodriguez. Um, and then I went back to school at USF to obtain my master's in public health with a concentration in health science administration. Um, so once graduating in the midst of COVID in August of 2020, um, I reached back out for just a reference from St. Luke's because I loved working with them and I really valued their leadership there. Um, and they said, well, we actually have a position for a care coordination supervisor if you're interested. Um, so I came back to St. Luke's in 2020. And since then, I have held three positions to got me to marketing manager. Um, not exactly what I thought I'd be doing, but I have <laughs> loved every second of it and am constantly growing and learning new things. So, well, that's uh, that is definitely an interesting journey to get where you're at. I mean, do you ever do you ever think personally you would want to get back into the I mean, like the practicing the medical side of it away from the business side of it? Is that something you would? want to do or do you like being in the administrative offices or is there anywhere else in those offices that would be appealing to you? No, I love being in the administrative offices. I've grown to love the business side and the data and the analytics and figuring out ways just to be more, um, just process improving things. So, I mean, I love it right now. That's your niche. That's great. That's excellent. Yes. Finding, finding, uh, you know, the nice thing is even though this wasn't your intended you know, path that you were looking to go um, and then kind of falling into it the way you did and finding something that you enjoy in still in a field that you enjoy is really an excellent is an excellent way to kind of build your career up. And it seems like it seems like St. Luke's, um, you know, all the times that I've been there and stuff that they it is sort of like a family atmosphere. You walk in the lobby. It's very welcoming. It doesn't feel hospitally. It almost feels like you're you know, walking this, you know, I don't want to say we're going to somebody's house to get eye surgery, but it just has <laughs> that very welcoming living roomy feel to it, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, the Gills definitely founded St. Luke's on that family aspect and have continued it for 55 years. Um, St. Luke's is definitely my second family. I love coming to work. I love my team and collaborating with them. It's definitely a family feel unlike any other practice I've ever stepped into. So let me ask you this. Cataract surgery, I, I think, you know, I, both my parents at one point, definitely my dad, had the giant black glasses on. Um, you know, that's kind of the first thing I think about when I think about cataract surgery. What would be, a, you know, a, a giant misconception or like a myth that people hear about that surgery that you can debunk for listeners? 
Yes. So I think a major misconception that is most talked about is cataracts only affects the elderly. Um, I mean, 24 million Americans 40 years or older have experienced cataracts, um, but it's often occurred in younger adults and children, actually. Um, some risk factors that may lead to forming a cataract early on in an early age is exposure to intense heat or radiation. Um, also, too much exposure to UV. So always wear your sunglasses if you don't want to experience early set cataracts. Um, and also various diseases such as diabetes, arthritis, and metabolic disorders can lead to an early diagnosis of cataracts. So I would think here in Florida, the sunshine state, yes. cataracts is probably, I mean, besides the fact that a big chunk of the population in the state of Florida is older, but you said it's not necessarily prevalent to older people, uh, just the sun in general, people that don't wear sunglasses and get hit by that, that would uh, definitely jump up the numbers for the requirement for the surgery or you know procedure. Definitely. Um, just, I mean, we all know living in Florida that sun protection is important on the face. Um, but it's definitely important for the eye. So always wear your sunglasses. Excellent. So we've talked about all the medical stuff, all the, the nitty gritty of the medical. What you personally, when you are not in your second, with your second family at St. Luke's, enjoying your job and your role, what do you do for fun? So being born and raised in Florida, I am a big boat girl fishing. Um, any weekend I can get out on the boat with my family or go fishing with my dad is a weekend well spent. Um, I also am a huge dog lo lover. I have an almost two-year-old Australian shepherd who is high energy and takes up most of my time. So <laughs> we're off at energy. the park with him and at the dog beach with him. Okay. So what's the last, the last fishing trip you went on? What's all right. Let's go back. What's the biggest fish you've ever caught, whether out with your dad on a boat or just out, you're doing whatever. What's the biggest fish you've ever pulled in? Yeah, I I would think it would be my cobia. I was very young, so I was probably like 13 or 14 years old um, when I wasn't expecting anything and landed. I think it was like a 45, 50-pound cobia. So wow, that's a big fight for a 14-year-old. <laughs> wow, that is. So, and then, uh, you know, how, so, I mean, it's it's years ago, but how long does it take you to, to pull something like that in the boat? Ooh, it depends on what kind of fish it is. Um, if it's a kind of, they grab the grab the bait and they go hide under a rock like a grouper or if they take the bait and they swim, swim, swim. So I think the ones that dive and go under a rock are the hardest to kind of reel in. And it could take anywhere up from 20 minutes to an hour to reel that fish in. All right. So that's your biggest fish when you were 14. Is there a fish? Do you have like a memorable battle with a fish on a boat where you're like, oh my God, pull getting this thing in the boat was just like a workout? Oh, Yeah. Um, red grouper are really hard to get in the boat if they get stuck under a rock. Right. Um, so I remember just reeling it in and being done for the day. And all of a sudden my pole gets hit and I am halfway over the edge of the boat. So my dad had to grab me, make sure I didn't lose his fishing pole first, but also make sure I didn't oh, go in the water. <laughs> I'm sure he was a little worried about you as well, but I'm sure it was a nice fishing pole. So that, so red grouper was definitely a big battle. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I, um, I like to fish, but I like, you know, I like to go out on the boat where I have a guy that'll actually bait my hook for me <laughs> and clean the fish for me. And then just give me like a cooler at the end of it filled with the fish that I caught. Like I like to yep. do fancy fishing. I'm not really the nitty gritty 
fisherman type. So, yeah. but that's well, really the cool. Mo- the most fun fish to catch is actually uh, mahi in the keys because they're on the top of the water and you can just see them, all of them gather Not for that cool. one bait. So yeah. those are exciting. That's awesome. So as we're kind of wrapping up this podcast, what would be the one thing if, you know, listeners could take one thing away from this conversation about, we obviously know about your fishing exploits, but (laughs) what would they need to know about St. Luke's and what's kind of the one takeaway you want them to have? Yeah. So the one thing I I want our listeners to take away from this is that our business is a multi-specialty practice. So if you're needing your yearly eye exams, your diabetic eye exams, We have medical optometrists that can perform those exams, but we also have specialized care such as cataract surgeons, glaucoma surgeons, retina surgeons. Um, We have a LASIK surgeon. We also have um, a select few um, general ophthalmologists that can take on some of those intense cases. And we also have three audiologists on staff and a hearing aid specialist. Um, so oh, wow. we do eyes, we do ears, and we also have our plastic surgery practice located in Clearwater in our Turpin Springs offices. Um, it goes by Reflections at St. Luke's. Um, so our plastic surgeon specializes in procedures of the face, the body, the breast, and focus on offering kind of an elegant combination of the art of science and the art of beauty. So. And everything's all in, in that one shop. So if I go to just say Tarpon or say, let's use Wesley Chapel for an example. When Wesley Chapel opens, if the services that are provided there, any procedures are done there. So I know that's not a reflections facility where they do plastic surgery. But um, if, if I wanted plastic surgery and I went to the Tarpon Springs location, everything's there. I don't have to go to a medical center. It's all right in one shop. Yep. So all of our ASCs are in Tarpon Springs and also our Wesley Chapel location. Um, Reflections does have a surgical suite in our Clearwater office. So you're pretty well-rounded, whatever office you go to for whatever specialized procedure you may have. Awesome. So then I guess the million dollar question, or at least I hope it's a million dollar question for for you guys at St. Luke's is how do people get in touch with you? I mean, obviously people just aren't walking around right now. I mean, me, the people can't see the video of this conversation, but I'm squinting trying to read stuff. So clearly I'm a candidate, but (laughs) If people if people are kind of going through that process, where can they find you? Where can they get a hold of you? And what's the, the way to get in touch with St. Luke's? Yeah, they can visit stlukeseye.com um, to learn more about our providers and our services. Or they can call us at 727-938-2020 to speak to one of our lovely patient service representatives. Um, we're also stopping to any one of our offices if you want a tour, if you just want to talk about what's going on with your vision and if we can help you, then we're here to help. Outstanding. Lauren, thank you so much for being on with us. Um, We will definitely be in touch. We'll have all that information listed in the podcast when you guys are listening to this here. So you'll have easy access to get to it. And thank you for listening to episode seven of the Good Neighbor podcast here in Pasco County. And thanks again to Lauren Lawton with St. Luke's Cataract, um, with St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. And she's located out in Tarpon Springs. So If you have nothing else to do and you want to drive up 19 and stop in and say hello to her, head out to Pinellas County and stop in and say hi. Stop by anytime. Thanks, Lauren. Have a great day. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.